0: scripture quotations taken from the NASB, copyright the Lachman Foundation. Welcome to Day 5 of Week 22 of the Daily Bible Reading. Today's reading is from First Kings 4, Proverbs 1 and 2, Psalm 43 and Romans chapter 9. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we pray for wisdom. We pray that you would grant us to understand what is really important in life and how to make good decisions. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we read today to gain that wisdom from your word. We pray that we would understand the plan that you have set forth, that you've carried out through your Son. We know, Father, that we will never fully comprehend it as your wisdom is far above anything that we can comprehend. But we pray that we would be able to understand the part that you have revealed to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin the reading in 1 Kings chapter 4. Now King Solomon was king over all Israel. These were his officials. Azariah the son of Zadok was the priest. Elihoreph and Ahijah the sons of Shisha were secretaries. Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilad was the recorder. And Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the army and Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Azariah the son of Nathan was over the deputies, and Zabed the son of Nathan, a priest, was the king's friend, and Ahishar was over the household, and Adoniram the son of Abda was over the men subject to forced labor. Solomon had twelve deputies over all Israel who provided for the king and his household. Each man had to provide for a month in the year. These were their names, Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben-Dekker in Machaz, and Shalbum, and Beth-Shemesh, and Elon beth hanan Ben-Hesed in Araboth. Soco was his, and all the land of Hefer. Ben-Abinadab, in all the height of Dur. Tephath, the daughter of Solomon, was his wife. Bana, the son of Ahilad, in Tanakh and Megiddo. And all Beth-Sheen, which is beside zerathan below Jezreel, from Beth-Sheen to Abel-Meholah, as far as the other side of Jachmim. Ben-Geber, in Ramoth-Gilead. The towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, were his. The region of Argab, which is in Bashan, sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars, were his. Ahinadab, the son of Iddo, in Mahanaim. Ahamaz, in Naphtali. He also married Basemath, the daughter of Solomon. Bana the son of Hushai, in Asher and Beeloth. Jehoshaphat, the son of Perua, in Issachar. Shemai, the son of Elah, in Benjamin. Geber the son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, the country of Sihon king of the Amorites, and of Og king of Bashan, and he was the only deputy who was in the land. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. They were eating and drinking and rejoicing. Now Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour and sixty cores of meal, ten fat oxen, twenty pasture-fed oxen, a hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fattened fowl. For he had dominion over everything west of the river, from Tifsa even to Gaza, over all the kings west of the river, and he had peace on all sides around about him. So Judah and Israel lived in safety, every man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had forty thousand stalls of horses for his chariots and twelve thousand horsemen. Those deputies provided for King Solomon and all who came to King Solomon's table each in his month. They left nothing lacking. They also brought barley and straw for the horses and swift steeds to the place where it should be, each according to his charge." Now God gave Solomon wisdom and very great discernment and breadth of mind, like the sand that is on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the sons of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezrahite, Heman, Chalcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. and his fame was known in all the surrounding nations. He also spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs are one thousand and five. He spoke of trees, from the cedar that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that grows on the wall. He spoke also of animals, and birds, and creeping things, and fish. Men came from all peoples, to hear the wisdom of Solomon, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom. Now let's begin the book of Proverbs, with chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel, to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head, and ornaments about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. We will find all kinds of precious wealth. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of every one who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates of the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O oh naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention, and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. So they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Chapter 2 my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you, understanding will watch over you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things." from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways, to deliver you from the strange woman, from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God, for her house sinks down to death and her tracks lead to the dead." None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Now let's read Psalm 43. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my case against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man.' For you are the God of my strength. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling places. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And upon the lyre I shall praise you, O God, my God. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. Now let's read Romans chapter 9. I am telling the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites. To whom belongs the adoption as sons, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the temple service, and the promises? Whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, who is over all, God, blessed forever? Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants, but through Isaac your descendants will be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. For this is the word of promise, "'At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son.' And not only this, but there was Rebekah also, when she had conceived twins by one man, our father Isaac, for though the twins were not yet born, and had not done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to his choice would stand, not because of works, but because of him who calls, it was said to her, The older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated." What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says "The Pharaoh, For this very purpose I raised you up to demonstrate my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed throughout the whole earth. So then he has mercy on whom he desires, and he hardens whom he desires. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault, for who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, O man, who answers back to God? The thing molded will not say to the molder, Why did you make me like this, will it? Or does not the potter have a right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for common use? What if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory, even us, whom he also called, not from among Jews only, but also from among Gentiles. As he also says in Hosea, I will call those who were not my people, my people, and her who was not beloved, beloved. And it shall be that in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved, for the Lord will execute his word on the earth thoroughly and quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, Unless the Lord of Sabaoth had left to us a posterity, we would have become like Sodom, and would have resembled Gomorrah. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness attained righteousness, even the righteousness which is by faith. But Israel, pursuing a law of righteousness, did not arrive at that law. Why? because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, just as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. We read here today the beginning of a section that goes through chapter 11, where Paul is talking about how God is dealing with the nations, especially focusing on Israel. There are some statements that are often misused as talking about individuals, but when you go back and you look at, for instance, Jacob I have loved and Esau I have hated, it's very clear in the context where those quotes are from that he's talking about the nations, not the individuals. The choosing of Jacob over Esau was to make him a great nation. It has nothing to do with salvation, other than salvation would come through Jesus who came through Jacob. But salvation has always been to those who are children of promise, that is, those who pursue righteousness by faith. That's the reading for today and for this week. Until next time, have a great weekend, and keep meditating on the Word of God.